You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. Hello, Annie. So good to see you. Um, listeners, today I have a very special guest, Annie Catherine, who was one of my first official coaching clients and one of my biggest success stories in terms of where she started and what she's created. Annie is launching her debut, The Friendship Breakup. It is out today. And I want to just have her on to talk a little about how she managed to reach her big goal in such a short period of time. So welcome, Annie. Thank you, Camille. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Same. So do you remember how we initially connected? I think it was on social media. Yes. Instagram. I think okay. I noticed, well, I was posting about your books, your prior books and reviews. And then I noticed you were liking my Instagram account and I was flipping out. I am, I was like, Camille Pagan is liking my posts. It was, it was like the celebrity moment. So, Which is so then, funny. I mean, yeah. opposite of a celebrity, but no, you are really good at Instagram. I constantly tell my clients to go check out your feed uh, because w what you've done has, to me, from the outside perspective, felt so organic. You have been both as a reader and an author, really engaged in the Bookstagram community, yeah. posting lots of positive reviews, never trashing authors, which I think is so obvious to some people and so not obvious to others. I've even yeah. had people who um, rated my books very poorly ask me for blurbs before. No, <laughs> are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> Annie is the opposite of all of that, not planning, but just really engaged. So how did you get started on Instagram? Well, I started, I think, in 2019, and I I just started seeing all these people posting books, and I'm so interested in books, obviously. And I started, yeah, I was looking at what other people were doing, and I thought, I could do this. And I was writing, yeah. and I thought, this is the perfect outlet for me to talk about books and talk mm -hmm. about writing, but I do mostly talk more about books <laughs> yeah. than I do writing. Well, to me, again, outside perspective, it is a really engaging feed that you've curated. I'm always getting book recommendations from you, learning about different authors. So, and for any author listening who's like, I don't know what to post, honestly, check out Annie's stuff because I get a lot of ideas from her. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's so you, good to hear. No, I mean, it's good to watch for me. I'm certainly <laughs> not the most socially media savvy. So did you always want to be an author? Yes, since the time I was five years old, I mm. I just, I wanted to write, but mm -hmm. I, there was a, there's a whole path here that I just didn't sit down and do it until my daughter was um, at full time in school. Yeah, so, yeah, I hear yeah. that. Yeah. Um, tell me how you got here. Obviously, there are a million steps involved, but tell yes. me where you began and some of the setbacks that you encountered along the way. Okay. Well, so when my daughter was in school full time, I decided to sit down and write and I didn't realize how long it can take. 
mm-hmm. not so much the writing process because it was very focused, but <laughs> the whole querying um, and getting an agent. And yeah. so I had queried three books before the one that got picked up. And along the way, I was learning lessons. So I I noticed that if you weren't getting a full manuscript request within uh, for every 10 queries you sent out, that you may need to change up something or, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I reached a hundred uh, queries per book and decided, okay, that's it. I, I'm yeah. moving on. That was like, okay, I need to, to move on from there. And so then the friendship breakup, uh, it really did get noticed by agents. I did get one request for every 10 agents. And I thought, that. yes, I have something here. So that's how I knew that I had something. Um, and then I hit a block. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we were working together during that time. Tell me, I have so many questions for you, but we'll start here. What brought you to coaching? I see really common patterns among my clients, um, that focus that you mentioned, the ambition, but I'm curious from your perspective, what made you think I should really work with someone? So, you, we started connecting on Instagram, you and I, and I had never heard of an author coach. And I started looking more, I knew that you were an author and I started looking more into what else you were doing. And I saw that you were an author coach and I think I Instagrammed you and you were in the middle of moving. Mm-hmm, and that's right. <laughs> and I was so impressed that you got back to me right away and said, Hey, let's set up a half an hour. But mm-hmm. I, I think I, well, I didn't know author coaches existed, but once I found out that you existed, I thought this is exactly what I needed to get me to the next step because nothing else was working. Mm, yeah. But I love that. So you're at this place and this is where I, I'm smiling because I'm thinking of all of my clients who are succeeding, have the same perspective. It's not saying I'm not stuck. It's not like everything is magical. It's like, okay, I'm here. Now, what will get me over there? Yes. That kind of future-focused point of view. So powerful. Yes. Yeah. It, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember we went through the querying process together. Um, there were obviously times that you, like every person, myself included, felt discouraged. Yes. What kept you going? Well, I think you really helped me get clear on what I wanted. And you had asked me, what is your ideal agent? And I had never thought about that. So when I'm going through the querying process, I'm just like, oh, this person looks good. Oh, this person might like my my book. Yeah, It wasn't really clear. And so once I told you, I said, I really want someone who loves my book and who can help me edit it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because not everybody wants, I mean, everybody has different reasons for what agent they want, but I wanted someone who could, because I felt there was some pacing issues. There was different things that I could benefit from an agent who was also an editor. And once we got that clear, holy moly, she showed up. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) So how did you know, it's almost like asking about dating, how yeah. did you know she was the one, Annie? 
So she read my book, said she loved it. She had she had so much enthusiasm around mm-hmm. it. Um, by the way, this is Lindsay Gazzardo from Martin Literary. We love and Lindsay. Yes, she's <laughs> wonderful. So she actually didn't offer me right away. She said, I think your book could um, get better. I, what do you think about hiring an editor? Mm-hmm. And luckily, I knew an, a fabulous editor at this point who beta read my book. So I said, okay. There might be something here. Lindsay might pick me, but I have to do some more work. So yeah. I hired an, um, a freelance editor. Love that. Yeah. Tell me, I, I can just imagine the emails I'm going to get if I don't answer this question <laughs> or have you answer it. Okay. How did you decide to invest in your career? Because, yeah. you know, coaching often costs several thousand dollars. Um, working with an editor and never... Another several thousand dollars. It's not to say there aren't workarounds for all of this. I always say start with a book. If you're not sure what to do, those are available to you for around $12 each. But you put some serious money behind this. How did you make that decision? Well, I did what could fit into my budget, first of all, because you can hire an editor for five grand. Mm -hmm. um, And I, I just, that was not in the cards for me. Yep. And the editor that I chose had a special going on. She had a discount. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I I knew who she was. I saw what she was doing. And I so I really looked at my budget and said, okay, what can I afford and what what can I use to invest in this? And this was my dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it's your dream, you find everything possible to help you get there. And yeah. so, yeah, it, but I also thought it as the long goal, like, okay, if my, my when my book takes off, it's going to bring in money. <laughs> so right. I will get money back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love what you just said about combining this practical approach. We're not going to sell the house to do this. Yeah, exactly. But we are going to put some money on the line. So one of the reasons I do believe there's a coach for every budget, by the way, this is not um, to say you should just throw money at a person because they're there. Yeah. But there is something about putting some money on the line. Yeah. So I work with clients every quarter um, for a very, very reduced fee. It's my equivalent of a scholarship. But I'm still asking for at least $25 because there's just something different that happens yes. when you put your money behind it. Yes. So, And yeah. I, I learned this the hard way by coaching people completely for free. And they would just drop off. Yeah. $25 versus free. It's the weirdest thing to me. So I think there's something to what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think, I I believe that if you invest in your career, mm-hmm. you will be better off in the long run because you are yeah. committed. You know, once you put money behind it, you're committed. Yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. I'm smiling over here. I know for me, a lot of times, both as a coach and an author, when I was willing to make a commitment, again, within reason, I say this is someone who pays my family's bills. Yes. I am definitely not one to ever suggest that you do things that feel risky or ridiculous. Yes. But yeah. Yes. So Annie, tell me, what do you wish you knew back when you started this process of writing and really seriously going for getting published? I know that was always your goal. Yes. Um, so what I wished I knew. 
Well, I think it, so once you get picked up by a publisher, it at least takes, at the very least, takes 12 months to get your book out there. Yeah. So I don't think I realized that, but, and then, and then it took so much time to get an agent and and some time to get a publisher. Mm -hmm. But during that time, like the first year or so, I didn't, I didn't reach out to people. I didn't connect. I I was sitting in, I had a little, actually this, the office that I'm in now is not where I started. I started out in the corner of a bedroom and I just was writing and and it was totally by myself. And I, and then I finished the draft and I didn't have anybody that knew that I was working on it. And it felt yeah. very lonely, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> so, so looking back and then I actually remedied that I decided, you know what? I have to find my people. I have to find other authors who are mm-hmm. going through this. I have to find readers. I have to find just people I connect with and so I wish I would have learned that early on. Yeah. But now I I have so many author friends that I DM almost daily and yep. on Instagram, and it's always on Instagram, but yep. yeah, and I just feel more connected. I feel better. I feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this journey. Yeah. And, and, and this whole 12 months before publishing to connect into these authors yes. is so incredible because they've gone before me they have tips and and it's just it's just a community that I love so yeah well tell me a little bit about how you found author friends which is beautiful because your book is about adult friendships it's about how they can be really tricky we act like it's so simple but it's not yeah. Um, by the way, I read an early copy of Annie's book and blurbed it, and it is just a delightful page turner. Uh, my favorite books, obviously, if anyone's ever read my stuff, it's like a light touch on heavy topics, and your book is that. I love it so much. Thank so you. tell me how you found your author friends, and how did you overcome, maybe you didn't have imposter syndrome, but a lot of writers early in their career, even after that lovely publishing deal, are like, I don't really belong with these people until I'm holding the book in my hands. How did you move yeah. past that? Okay, so how I met my author friends is I it's I really just reviewed their books. And I I brilliant. Yeah. Everyone I, but, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I reviewed their books and I posted on Instagram yeah. and I tagged them. And it wasn't like I was expecting these authors to come be my friends it just happened organically that you know some authors i i reviewed uh messaged me and then we just started talking and we just became friends and it just was organic it wasn't like i was reaching out to uh sarah confino is one of my good friends yeah hey sarah i want to be my (laughs) you know what's i'm like yeah. And I wasn't asking her for anything. And it was just, it just happened naturally. And yeah. that's what I love about these relationships. And I didn't go in, I wasn't in my head going, okay, well, how can I get this person to notice me? It, it's not like that. It, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. It was, I love their book. I'm being genuine about it and authentic. And then everything just kind of happened. Now, as far as imposter syndrome, um, 
I don't really know. I don't know if I went through that. I Do you think it was because you were such an active part of the book community already? Yeah, maybe because I had been out there already, had built mm-hmm. the following, was already, you know, reviewing books and connecting with authors from day one. Yeah. That maybe that made the difference. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to invent a problem where there isn't one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a wonderful situation to be in. I think there's something to what you said, though, about intent. So I always tell my clients, if you're crabby, don't send an email out. No matter how yeah. beautifully you think it's worded, people can smell it like from miles away. I did that to my publicist once. I wasn't even crabby about her. I was just in a mood and I sent this email and she just kind of snapped back at me just a little, you know, like how yes. a dog will nip to tell you you've gotten too close. And I was like, I am so sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't even take my own advice. Yeah. There is just something yes. that I don't think is woo. I think we just show up differently and don't realize it. Yeah. When our intentions are pure versus not pure when we're feeling down, whatever it yes. is. Yeah. No, I. It, it's so funny because... I'm thinking back over our relationship in coaching and I wish mm-hmm. sent you a message and uh, I I knew where I was coming from. And then you would be like, hmm, tell me more about this. And I knew exactly that you could read it, that you, yeah, you, you knew what I was feeling, even though I didn't come out and say it. Yes. <laughs> Writers, most of us, there are exceptions, but we tend to be pretty perceptive at emotions. That's why we're often so sensitive. But a lot of empaths floating around. I definitely am oversensitive that way. Um, And it helps in coaching. Coaching is different, I would say, because your coach should, a good coach should be the closest thing to neutral in your life. Yes. You can throw your worst mood at them and they should be able to handle (laughs) it because that's literally their job. Publicist, apologies to my publicist, not so much. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. So, Annie... It is today, um, as of the airing of this podcast, your launch day. Tell me how you've been preparing. Okay, so, (laughs) yeah, I feel like I was throwing spaghetti at the wall and (laughs) trying to see what sticks. But so I've been marketing all along. Mm -hmm. And I, so, you know, just posting giveaways and Goodreads. My publisher's been amazing with Goodread giveaways. and right. Uh, so just trying to find ways to promote my book in, in different mm-hmm. ways, um, mostly on Instagram, because that's uh-huh. what I'm mostly yeah. comfortable with. But so as far as the actual launch, mm-hmm. I so because it's February 7th, you have beforehand, you have the holidays. Yes. And I was so caught up in getting ready for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I went on vacation and I didn't really think about it. So like, okay, no, gosh, I'm going on vacation now. So once I got back from vacation, I had three weeks left and I thought, oh gosh, I I mm-hmm. really need to do something for my launch. So I kind of just kicked it into high gear and contacted my author friends and yeah. said, hey, you know, do you want to do some, some kind of online activities? Let's, let's get online. And and I had to um, really put aside how I feel about live, like Instagrams and stuff. I am not, I don't know. There's something that blocks me with with live. It feels scary. Uh-huh. And 
I don't know. I, the last live I did was with you. And, yeah. and you didn't seem afraid at all. So that's pretty oh, amazing God. to me that you're saying that. No, I am terrible. I'm, but I said, okay, this is my launch. If I want my book to be out there, if I want people reach people, if I want to, you know, share these messages, I have to just put my fears aside. And so I said, okay, who wants to jump on lives with me? Who wants to do this? And yeah. And um, people showed up and I literally was bawling my eyes out from all of the authors who said they who said, yes, I yeah, I, it just was such a humbling, grateful experience to like, wow, there are people that want to celebrate this. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, like any other community, you're going to find one or two bad players. Yeah. But by and large. My experience is that authors are so supportive because yeah. no one understands the complexity of this business more yes. than an author. Yes. And I have yet to meet any author who's had a smooth, seamless path. It's full of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Anyone who tells you otherwise is just not telling the truth or hasn't actually been there. Um, so I, I love the support that you're getting. I have definitely felt that from early on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So can you, I know I hinted at this just a little bit, can you tell listeners a little bit more about what your debut is about? Sure. <laughs> so The Friendship Breakup follows Fallon Monroe, and she is a wife and mother of one, and she's about to turn 40, and she's looking at her life thinking, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of like a midlife crisis. And she realizes that she that she wants to do something else so she starts a side chocolate business because mm -hmm. she loves chocolate <laughs> i do too i love it <laughs> i'm like not many people don't love chocolate right <laughs> and but in the meantime she starts getting ghosted by her neighborhood mom friends who she's had for seven years and almost probably right after her daughter was born yeah and she feels this pain and she's lonely and feels abandoned mm -hmm. and she's wondering what she did wrong and uh, she's just getting ghosted and not invited to things. So she decides to take matters into her own hands mm -hmm. and plan something to win these friends back. So she throws this party and it's a disaster and she makes things worse <laughs> and she doesn't get any answers. And then she finds this letter from her past that she didn't deal with yeah. and she thought she lost. And she reads it again and realizes that she has to revisit what's in this letter in order mm -hmm. to move forward. Yeah, I love that. So one of the things that really struck me about your book was, this is my own takeaway, but that we grow up and we evolve as humans, but in some ways, those high school patterns tend to persist well into our adult lives. Did yes. you reflect on that at all when you were writing this? Yes. <laughs> I um, I went through a painful ghosting situation and mm -hmm. I was wondering, I wrecked my brain for what did I do wrong? So this book is based on some of my experience now it's not exactly at all it doesn't right. it's not specific or anything but I thought you know if I've been through this their chances are that other people have been through it too yeah and and I feel I 
I thought I was past it, like you said. I thought, okay, left all this in high school. But yeah. and so I was very shocked when it happened when I was older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you have those relationships that just come to a natural end where you don't spend as much time together, but you still feel fondly about that person and you can't really explain why. Yes. And then there are those ghosting situations yes. and they're just, oh, they're painful. But, you know, as I'm often talking to coaching clients about the worst thing that can happen to us in most cases, we're not talking about injury. I'm not talking about loss of a loved one, but these situations, we're really trying to avoid the emotion that's going to come up with it. Yes. And yes. that loss of friendship. Because as social beings, we are, we've evolved to be around other people. Yes. So that pain, that discomfort, that loneliness, that sadness, that's what we want to avoid, which makes yeah. sense. I mean, it's not yeah. necessarily like hopping over to Smurfville to get past that. Like it's supposed <laughs> to hurt. Yeah, it is. Oh, so it, good. Yeah. What do you hope that readers will take away from this book? Well, I had one reviewer that I just was so amazed. She said she read my book and it inspired her to host a party for her friends. Oh, I yeah. love that. Isn't that like the best compliment? Yes. So I, I didn't realize that anybody would do that and mm -hmm. I had no clue. But um, I just hope that readers who have who may have been through a situation like this realize that they're not alone, that this yeah. has happens to other people and I hope they get some kind of closure in their own lives and 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 the other thing is I hope it helps people realize they can follow their dreams at any age because yeah. Fallon did that as well she changed yep. gears so yeah there's this idea that I think is being contradicted increasingly but somehow that being approaching 40 or being in your 40s everything should be set that you should just know your path. A lot of my clients come to me between 40 and 65. Yeah. And unlike you and me, they haven't always wanted to be an author. Yeah. It's a new dream. And that does not discount uh, the ability to create that, right? We can yes. change our minds. Yes. That's an amazing thing about life. Yes. Have a new dream at any time. Yeah. Yes. So good. Annie, this has been a delight. I'm hoping that everyone listening has learned so much from you. I know that I have. I feel like the no, best, I, I mean, Annie and I are friends now, but the best client-coach relationship, you're learning from them too. It's not a one-way road. It's really reciprocal. And in addition to Annie's amazing Instagram skills, she just has an openness about life that I love and so admire. So thank you for being oh, here today. Thank you. Yeah, truly my pleasure. So for everyone listening, how can they connect with you if they want to hear more or read more, I should say? <laughs> sure. So AnnieCatherine.com. And my last name is C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also uh, on Instagram at Ms. Annie Catherine and Twitter uh, at Ms. Annie Catherine. And then I have Facebook at Annie Catherine, but I am mostly on Instagram. <laughs> Me too. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. This is wonderful. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Camille. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.